Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts. Hello, Steve. How are you today? Hi, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. My Um, pleasure. I've got a question. My son's moving to Little Rock, and we did the inspection of the home he's buying up there. And it's really hilly. Um, It's got you know, crawl space that you can walk underneath at the back of the house, but then it goes up to, you know, about two to three feet in the front of the house. And the home inspection showed that the foyer right in the middle of the front of the house, it drops off. The bevel showed that, you know, the bubble was clearly off to the one side, not, you know, just outside of the middle range. Uh Um, The other rooms on those either side had carpet on them though it was really i guess that was really the only place it was noticeable was in the area where you come in the front door in the middle of the front you got any idea what we should do or if anything it's a 25 year old house did anybody go up underneath and check it yet uh not not that just okay the, the, they just need the to floor. yeah the, you you need to because um with the front door being right there, one of the things that could be causing you feeling it in in that area is if water uh, leaked in through the door, it can get underneath your flooring and ruin the subfloors. And underneath, you may see that, that there's some bad wood that needs to be addressed and stuff before you go ahead and close, you know? Just in that one area would happen and oh, yeah. drop the... The, drop the uh, level for that one room. Yep. And what if it's a two-story? Is that the subfloor on just the first floor wouldn't necessarily affect the second floor? Correct. Yeah, because okay. it, it can be isolated to just like a, a three or four square foot area. Really? Yeah. And you just might have to replace floor joists and and. Yeah, you know, it, it may it may be just the, it could even be just a subfloor. But it may be some floor joists. Uh, that's why you need to get somebody underneath there to, to take a look at it first. Uh, oh, okay. Because you, you, you could be talking about something that's absolutely nothing, doesn't need to have anything done. But when it's a pier and beam like that, they are normally built pretty level to begin with. Un- unlike concrete, uh, when, when a uh, wood floor structure like that is built, they're flat. And so right. with, with there being a dip there, there's bound to be something underneath that you're going to find. Okay. I appreciate your phone, uh, your answer. You bet. Take care, have, Steve. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. And, and honestly, it could be a, a couple hundred dollars for repair, but, it, it, you know, it can get into several thousand dollars depending on what it is. We're going to Luling. Jerry, how are you today? I'm fine. Thank you for taking my call. My question is dealing with insulation, and I've asked this several times. I've got as many answers as I've asked questions. Uh, my house is uh, a pier and beam. Uh, it's about, you know, I could probably get three foot uh, above the surface of the ground. And it does get pretty cool in, in, in the winter. Um, I've been told it's okay, do it, don't do it. What's your opinion on, on insulating the floor? Of a house, it's on a long term beam. You can insulate it with a with a closed cell foam only. 
if you use fiberglass insulation or wool or any of those, you know, bat type insulations you can get, mm -hmm. uh, they take moisture on just from the humidity underneath the crawl space and it causes wood rot. Yeah. Where the, the and even the spray foam, you don't want to use open cell, only the closed cell because it, it won't take on moisture. It protects the wood and it will help with your temperature, you know, to keep your toes nice and warm in the in the living space, but it, it won't allow the wood to start taking moisture and rotting. I think. Well, you know, you mentioned about a product that they're putting on decks, decks now, on roofs. Would, would that have an application underneath the house? For you uh, no, because it's, it's not made to be breathable. Now, uh, one of the products, the Radiant Barrier, Energy Q Radiant Barrier is what I use in my own house. Uh, you can lay it on the attic floor. This is a product that is breathable if you get the perforated one, but even then, I don't really recommend putting it in the crawl space. I cannot tell you how many homes that my guys go under, and they've got insulation underneath there, and it's wood rot. And I, I can tell you, uh, I did one house. It was $40,000 to replace all the rotten wood because it just, it looked fine, but if you touched it, the wood literally just crumbled. Uh, I definitely don't want to go there. No. No, just uh, either either don't do anything or just use the, the uh, like I said, the closed cell spray foam insulation. Okay, then. All right, I'll give. I think I'm. Uh, you scared me. <laughs> I think I'm going to live with it. <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh, you, you, uh, here's the way I look at it. We got houses that were built in the 1800s. They've been sitting all these years, and we're going to screw it up by putting insulation under them. And it doesn't matter if it was built in the 1800s or, or built you know two years ago. The insulation causes problems, and we need to leave it out. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll just uh, learn to live with it or move. <laughs> do like I do. Buy you some fuzzy slippers. That, that's, a cheap, that's a cheap fix right there. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate Take your care. time and your information. <laughs> Bye. And Casey, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I, I have a rear door, a north-facing door that does it's not very well protected from the rain in it. Everything I've tried to get it to stop leaking when I get a hard rain has failed, and it's basically ruining this wood floor. I'm looking at getting the floor redone, but I'm wondering who or how to deal with this door. Is it a single door or is it a French door? It's a single door. Okay. Um, um, I you know I redid the strips and stuff like that. I can't tell. I don't. I can't tell where it's coming in, but it's almost like the only thing that. I should just let you talk, but it's almost like it needs protection from the rain. But Yeah, is it getting hit directly by the rain? It is. Yeah, and that is rough because there you got an opening, something you got to open and close, and it gets hit directly by the rain. The weather stripping and stuff is, is there to keep cold air and warm air out. It, it really helps with the air transfer, but water is another animal, and water... <laughs> requires you know sloping away to make sure it, if the water hits the door it runs down the door hits the threshold and runs out and where people right. typically will run into problems is the threshold 
it'll yes, hit that, I believe that's the problem. and it'll have backfall. Yep, and that's that's what's going to kill you. So that's what's got to be corrected. Hello, Steve. Hey, Jim. You enjoying this nice sunny day? Oh yes, isn't it just <laughs> lovely outside? Truthfully, I'm sitting here looking out the window, and I was thinking when I was talking with Chris there. I've got a pond in my backyard. There's 12 houses that we share it. And I've got a floating dock. And I'm sitting here looking out and I'm saying, oh, crud. The water's coming up over my bulkhead right now. I've been in this house 17 years and this is only the second time that this has happened. The first time was a month ago. So I've got to go down and check where the uh, spillway is because something's blocking it again. Yeah, yeah. And I'm amazed at uh, how these cities, how quick they want to put you on water restrictions when yeah. we've had more rain than we've had almost for the year now. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. But anyway, anyway, thanks for taking my call, Jim. Really yeah. appreciate your show. Uh, a simple question, maybe. Um, I've got one of those mixers on a, a bathtub shower combination. You know, the valve is a mixer valve. Yeah. You pull it on and. Turn left, or I'm sorry, you just turn it. Uh, you don't pull it on. You just turn it to the left or whatever. Okay. Uh, depending on how much. Well, it's decided to become hot water only, which can make the shower pretty uncomfortable, even though it's not used very often. Um, is that a simple fix I can do, or do I need to get a plumber in? Well, that's a very loaded question. Depends on how much stuff you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, plumbing's not my strong point. <laughs> well, here's what you're going to have to do to fix it. Uh, the handle will come off. You're going to see a stem sticking out. And right. then that's got to be unscrewed and taken out and rebuilt. Because what's happened is the cold water side has either had something come through that's plugged it or one of the washers is plugging it. But something is plugging the orifice where the cold water's coming through. Okay. And so it's just really a matter of taking it apart, cleaning it out, rebuilding it, and putting it back together. Okay. Okay. Now, a lot of times, you're in Richardson, I say, okay. Yeah. A lot of times, if you just take that whole cartridge out, what brand is it? Do you know? Uh, I think they use mostly, uh, well, that's a big brand, not Delta, but. Um, uh, Moen or. Yeah, Mullen. Yeah, Mullen. Okay. I can't see the name on this one, but okay. Uh, a lot of times, if you'll just take it apart, if you know the brand name, and you go up to a plumbing supply store, not a box store, because they're not going to have what you're looking for, but go to a plumbing supply store like H2O Supply is over on 121. Uh, you take that cartridge in; they can actually probably just give you replace it with a new cartridge. You don't have to mess with all the rebuilding and put it back together. Oh, super. Okay. That sounds like something I can even do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it's, it's that. Real, it's really not hard. Now, here's the hardest part. Okay. Remember Pulling to that. turn the water off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did leave that part off because that's fun to hear people come back and not teasing you. Uh, the, the issue that you're going to run into is sometimes when it comes time to pull that stem, if you've got really hard water or something – it'll be stuck and that can be become very difficult to get out. Okay. But beyond that, it, it, the rest of it's going to be easy. Okay. Well, I hope that's not the case. I've got a, I've had a whole house water condition on this ever since I bought it, oh. ever since I had it built. So, mm -hmm. Oh, 
And I, yeah, you shouldn't have any issues with it then. And since you do have that, my guess is it's going to be that the uh, the rubber inside, like one of the O-rings or something, has come apart and plugged it. Okay. All right. Hey, really appreciate it, Jim. Always you enjoy your show. Jim, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? Not bad. Uh, just a quick traffic report. They're uh, going down 20. We've seen at least uh, 15 different wrecks. But uh, <sighs> Not good. Not good. <laughs> not good. Not, not good at all. Anyway, um, COVID-19. Yes. What can the air conditioning people do to help the general public? There are some studies being done right now. I don't, I don't, you've heard about the UV lights. And oh, yeah, UV lights, yeah. Yeah, they do put UV lights in air conditioning systems. And the UV lights have not been fully checked out yet for the, the uh, COVID-19, but it's been well underway. I don't know if you're aware, but I, I do own an air conditioning company in Houston, so I, I do keep up with this stuff a little bit. And uh, they're they're saying it's it's looking very favorable, and more than likely before too long they'll come out and say that yes, it will help combat COVID nineteen in your home to have the UV lights. Uh, but really, that's it right now. The filtration systems and things like that, the particles that make up something like uh, COVID nineteen are are just too small, even. Even the HEPA filters is not necessarily going to catch it all. Oh yeah, they're, but they are ninety nine point nine percent. But yes. uh, what about negative pressure? You know, say uh, somebody actually gets it in your house. Um, unfortunately, they want you to ride it out at the house. Right. Should that room be in negative pressure all the time, or? Well, yeah. For that. The answer is, yeah, you don't want that room blowing into the rest of the house and stuff. The problem is it's on a a uh, typically a, a single air conditioning system. So like it or not, we don't usually have that ability. Right, right. Yeah, we need to, I guess... Uh... Well, I'm going to give you a call uh, later on and talk about that. I do appreciate the call, though. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. You know, I think you're going to see stuff coming out that they're going to say, yes, you can use this for COVID-19 in your home AC systems and all that. I'm going to be honest. I own an air conditioning company, and unless it's rare occasions, I don't typically recommend the... Uh, UV lighting and all that kind of stuff, unless you have health issues that that warrant that. And quite frankly, this may be one of those cases where we can warrant it. But um, I'm not ready to come out and say, "Yeah, let's jump on board." I, w- I want to see more to it than than what's been done. And uh, quite honestly, even when they come out with a vaccine, I'm not going to be one standing in line to get the shot right away either. I want to see stuff uh, not fast-tracked. I want to see it work first. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. 
It helps people find us. Let's head to Dallas. Uh, Jamie, how can I help you? Hi. Um, I have a bathroom that has a separate shower on one side and a tub on the other. And next to the separate shower is the toilet. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to take out the shower and move the toilet to kind of where that is and enclose it. So yeah. it's like, and then convert the tub to a tub and shower combination or maybe just a big shower. Okay. And and I'm wondering if the drains are so different. I'm on a slab foundation. Is the toilet drain different from the shower drain? Would I be getting into a lot of expense by doing that? It, it is different. The shower and the tub are both going to use a two-inch drain. Uh-huh. The toilet is typically sometimes three, but usually a four-inch drain. Oh, but okay. it's usually not that big a deal to how because you said they're next to each other, right? Yeah, there's probably the drains are probably three feet apart. Okay, it's no big deal. All they'll do is they will jackhammer through the slab, dig mm-hmm. a little trench, and extend that four-inch pipe over to wherever you want to move the toilet to. It's oh, that, it's, okay. It's that simple. It's it's really not that big a deal. Okay, so when I get estimates, what would I look for for competency? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, surprisingly enough, the first thing you got to ask, are you going to have a licensed plumber do the plumbing work? Well, I would hope so. You would hope so, but (laughs) I got to tell you, a lot of them don't. They, they, They will just try to do the plumbing part themselves. Uh, without getting a licensed plumber in there. And the issue with that is it's got to be inspected. Okay. Uh, so I'd have to pull a building permit for Oh, this yeah. Thing. Okay. Yes. Yep. Especially moving the plumbing, you definitely have to have a building permit. Okay. Uh, as, as far as looking... Even though I'm using the same drains. Yep. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, technically... Now, no city enforces this, but technically... If you pull the toilet to put a new wax ring, uh huh, that's supposed to have a permit. No city, no city anywhere does that because there's not it's enough inspectors. Come inspect that and lift the toilet again yeah. to be sure well, it was done they right. They can't. They can't. That's the, that's the whole joke of the thing. But the way the the, the plumbing law rules are written, if you break the seal to the drain pipes. It's supposed to be inspected. Well, the wax ring breaks the seal. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just odd stuff like that. But uh, here's the things. Make sure that your contractor is going to pull permits. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I would obviously do some checking to make sure that there's not a lot of complaints on them and stuff. You know, I always check with the BBB, but that is not a catch-all. What I'm looking for when I call and verify things through the BBB is that they don't have unanswered complaints anybody anybody can have some complaints because there's a quite frankly there's a lot of people who just aren't that reasonable anymore and they all like to threaten that they're gonna i'm gonna go on social media and and you know voice bad things about you if you don't bend over and do what i want you to do but Uh if they're unanswered complaints uh that's not a good thing because it's too easy to answer the complaints and get the bbb off of it yeah Uh, the the other thing is when you sit down and hold your conversation with them, 
you know, much like what we had a few minutes ago, find out if they're going to be on site the whole time. Or are you just sending subcontractors in? I, you know, are they, are you going to have a supervisor on site to manage what's happening here? Are there going to be people working every day until the project is finished? Because far too often contractors get in and they'll try to run, you know, three, four jobs. And, well, I can't make it to this one today, but I'll be back over day after tomorrow. And, and in the meantime, something days. horrible gets done that has to be redone. Well, it, it, or, or nobody's there working. Oh, uh-huh. And that's the part that, that gets me. So make sure that they're going to stay on the job the whole time, that they carry general liability insurance. So if something bad does happen, it's covered by insurance. Uh, you know, workers' comp, I, I prefer contractors to have it, but it, it's not a do-or-die thing. I personally do make sure my companies all carry workers' comp, but uh, that's a that's a protection for both you and the contractors. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Appreciate your help. Heading to Allen, Texas. Hello, Carlene. Um, we built a beautiful outside patio. It has a full shingled roof. Gorgeous. We can't enjoy it because it's either too hot or the mosquitoes. So uh, we were considering putting windows on it. Um, it has arches on two sides the way they built it. So is this something that's realistic to do? Well, uh, do you like it being outside that way? No, because we don't enjoy it. I, and it, I think we would enjoy it so much more if we put windows up. Um, it has a fireplace also, but we just don't sit out there because of the Texas ah. heat, the mosquitoes. Texas um, heat? So I've never it. heard of the Texas heat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we've we've maybe enjoy it two to three months out of 12 months. Yeah. I'm thinking if we put windows up, we'd love it. So what what is uh, the foundation of it? Is is it uh, just an old patio, or, or did you do a regular foundation under this? They poured, they did rebar, and then they poured, um, I think it's just cement, and then they stamped over it. Okay, but does it have grade beam around the perimeter of it, like a house slab would, or is it just no. four inches flat it, all the way? Yeah, it does not have what you just described. Okay. The problem you're going to run into if you build walls on it and it moves and it will move, it's not fixable. Okay. All right. Well, you answered my question. It would, I thought it would be beautiful, but, yeah, it does not have any type of uh, foundation around it like that. Yeah. It, it would need to have that in order to make it stout enough to handle the loads. Uh, because as the soils go up and down, if you don't do that, it's going to flex and it's just going to make a mess. Now, what I what I could suggest to you, though, to make this more of a, a universal room, because were you thinking about putting air conditioning and stuff in it? Yes, yes. Put in some roll-down walls. Okay, so my husband was talking about that, but Your husband's a wise walls. man. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> yes, you gotta say yes. He's on on radio. <laughs> well, he's an attorney, so he thinks he's. You know how attorneys are. They, they, they are the expert on everything. So I usually handle all the house things. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll tell him you said that though. So can you give me some recommendations then on who yeah, could the, handle and, and and that would hold in the air conditioning that would. They they make well even restaurants have them you know you see sometimes the the ones that have the plastic 
uh, with yeah. the fabric around the sides, it rolls down. They air condition that space. You're right. Now, is, okay. Is it going to be the same as, as having a regular wall there? Absolutely not. Uh, but it, it doesn't put any load on there, but it opens it up where when it is nice for those two or three months, you can roll them up and sit outside like you'd like. Uh, and, okay. and let's face it, a lot of times, even in the evening during the hot summer, you can still roll it up and be comfortable out there. It's just during the day it's too hot. Yeah, but then the mosquitoes, too, you know, just trying to yeah. avoid all of that. But, okay, so that's what he was talking about. Do you have recommendations for who's good with that? Not a one. Okay. All right. Well, I'm on my own then for that. Yep, I'm afraid so. Now, there's one other choice you can look at. Um, you've probably heard me talk about Security Screen Masters. They okay. actually make screen walls. And those screen walls can have panels put in over the screens, uh, you know, whenever you want it to to uh, keep out the weather and such. That would okay. be another option. Is it attractive looking? Does it look good? Very or? much so. Very, very okay. nice. Okay. So, Do you have a recommendation for that then? Oh, yeah. The, the, said... the, com the company name is Security Screen Masters. Okay. And let me get you their phone number here. Oh, where'd I go? There we go. 972-200-7880. Okay, that's an easy number. Yep. Okay, well, thank you. You bet. Appreciate it. Have a great afternoon. think I'm in a ghost house with noises I can't find an explanation for. The house is less than a year old, and recently there have been some very loud pops, the last of which sounded like a very heavy box falling hard onto a hard floor. Nothing inside the house fell, and there's no attic area that can be checked above the ceiling. The engineer who worked with the steel framing said to look for damage similar to the signs of foundation damage to see if the framing is somehow involved. There aren't any signs I've noticed. I'll tell you what, we'll talk about this when we come back with more Texas Home Improvement. New house a year old, hearing lots of popping noises. One of the things you heard in that was metal framing. You know, metal framing is great, lightweight. I still prefer wood myself, and it's more cost-effective for residential building. The metal framing is used a lot in commercial work, but the thing you got to remember, metal, and so does wood, expands and contracts with temperature changes. And I will bet money what's happening is you've got some place where the metal is rubbing on metal on metal. And as it expands, you're hearing the pop of the metal rubbing against each other. And then it shrinks back at the end of the day. You may be hearing that pop as well. And that's more than likely all it is. The problem you're going to run into, how do you find it and fix it? It's going to, With all those metal joints and stuff, it's probably going to be next to impossible to find. You'll hear this also with hot water pipes when they're running in an attic and they go through the ceiling joists, sometimes where it wedges, you know, where it's a little bit tight, as the pipe expands and contracts with hot water running through it, it'll tend to make popping sounds. Nothing to get overly worried. Well, and quite frankly, that could be what you're hearing here even. Uh, nothing to get overly concerned about. Scott, how can I help you? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I have an upstairs master bathroom. Okay, originally it was carpet, mm -hmm. 
had it remodeled with uh, travertine floors along with the baseboards and then smaller travertine up the wall, and then it ties in with the travertine shower, all that. Yep. And um, I'm afraid what you're going to tell me, but uh, the, the travertine's begun to crack. On the floor. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, other than, you know, uh, you know, then I'll, I'm worried I'll have an elevation problem if I, if I put some product underneath it and re- redo it. Yep. Um, unless there's some magical thin, tough product out there, what, what do you think my options are? Stub your toe going into the bathroom. I'm sorry, sir, what? Stubbing your toe going into the bathroom because it's going to have to be raised up. Uh, what they did is they probably pulled up the carpet and didn't put another layer of wood down, did they? I would think it's been so long, and yeah. we, did, we did so many things on the house. Uh, I've slept since then, so okay. I couldn't tell you. The, the problem is, uh, on a second floor, normally the uh, decking that they use is only three-quarters of an inch. Right. That, that's got too much flexibility. It has to have a second layer of three-quarter inch put on top of it to make it r- nice and rigid. Uh, actually, you can get away with a half inch on top of it, but... Three quarters really stiffens it up, and then you'd have to relay the the tile. So you're talking about raising that floor another half to three quarters of an inch. Right, and then you got the transition to the master bedroom, and then you've got uh, uh, toe space for your uh, uh, vanities and things. And yep, it it all just kind of snowballs, doesn't it? it? (laughs) Well, you know, your your wife was ready for a remodel job again anyway. You are a very logical man. You are you are so correct. So uh, thank you very much. You're welcome, Scott. Take care. All righty. Bye-bye. And this is from uh, Caitlin. She says, I have a long list of repairs needed for my 2004 house, including plumbing leaks, a leak from an external wall, leak from an AC unit in the attic, outside trim rotting, etc. I want someone to give me an itemized estimate for everything so I can financially plan out the timing of repairs. What's the most efficient way to get a quote? I'm trying to avoid paying multiple people to come out. Would a general contractor be able to help me get the ball rolling? Thanks. Well, a general contractor would be able to help you get the ball rolling. You're talking about different trades, so they're going to have to bring in different trades uh, as well because you got plumbing leak, uh, you've got a, a external wall leak, you've got an AC leaking. Let me tell you, you need to get some of these addressed right away because the longer you let it go, the more expensive the damage repair is going to be. Nothing tears a house up faster than a leak, and it doesn't matter if it's from your plumbing line Uh, from rain, a roof leak, the AC leak, whatever. Our building materials are not designed to get wet that way. Yes, the outside of our homes can get wet, but the stud walls, the insulation, the sheetrock, none of that is designed to get wet. And when it starts getting wet, it's going to start to rot and give you all kinds of problems. So start with somebody to start sealing up all the leaks. Now, if you bring a general contractor in, what he's going to do is he's going to itemize it all, but he's going to give you a price based on doing all this work at once, being hired to do everything. Uh, If you're going to try to piecemeal and do one item at a time, 
then they're going to end up charging you more. So you need to be upfront with the contractor when you bring them in. Uh, but again, get these leaks taken care of right away. The plumbing leak and the leak on the exterior wall and the AC leak, that's a must. Get those, get the leaks fixed first. Then you can deal with the damage that has been caused by the You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.